Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you and praise you, Jesus. We just thank you for the worship. Thank you, Lord God, for that song that every time I hear, nothing is impossible for God. I just think, I just think and know that God can use even me and all the things I think are limited or not able to be fixed, God shows me that nothing's too hard for God. And I pray over each and every one of us to just receive the hand of God this morning like never before. Let it obliterate your doubts. Let it obliterate your fears. Let it obliterate your misunderstandings. Lord, you mean to tell me, God, you can change the way I think and, and change me from this fear and change me from being down and depressed to being victorious, God says, yes, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. We get it. We get the doctor report. We get all those things. But more than anything else, I want to get understanding about the word of God, even me. But I want to lift you up personally. I want you to know that you know that you know that God has a plan. He has a purpose and no matter how far to the left, no matter how far to the right, no matter how things have gone, God is still in complete control. And God's still purpose and plan is still in place. His divine appointment is still on schedule to be lived thoroughly by his will. Lord, we're just here. We bless you. We thank you, Lord God, for reminding us nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. That scar that nobody sees, that thing that digs up tears that seem to come from nowhere, God is a king over that as well. Thank you, Jesus. You are our most high God. We bless you. We, we praise you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the unspoken fears, for the unspoken pain, for the unspoken sadness in the name of Jesus, Lord. You're right there ministering that while we try to look strong on the outside. I thank you, God, for knowing me from the inside, knowing me from within, knowing me from where I don't think I'm good enough, don't think I'm right enough, Lord Jesus. You know me there. Thank you, Jesus, for still welcoming me and wanting me. And Lord, we bless you. We thank you, Jesus, that we move forward in that. Only you can love like that. Only you, Lord God, can show such mercy when we don't even give mercy to ourselves. And we receive it this morning, Lord, as you say, your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for healing. We lift up loved ones, relatives, and friends, and people, Lord God. We just pray for the healing power of God that by your stripes, we are healed. We believe we receive it together. We thank you, Lord God, for things knowingly and unknowingly being diagnosed by the Spirit of the living God. That, Lord, as you stood up in Luke 4, 18, said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has brought me here to heal the sick, raise the dead, to do the things, bind broken hearts, mend us, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, as you are moving on our behalf. We are going to give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. they almost turn my mic on immediately people hear stuff you say 
All right, well, good morning, y'all. You guys stand to your feet. Hold up your weapon, <laughs> your biblical weapon, whatever that may be. <laughs> All right, repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. Thank you guys uh, for praying with me. We are really, um, you know, I just thinking on, on today's message and about having, because uh, we're going to talk about our consciousness and, and being conscience, conscious of the things around us and conscious of the, of the things that, that are uh, about us. So we're going to talk about conscious restoration. And there are, sometimes we can lose consciousness of the word of, of what God has spoken and what God believes about us. So we want to give full attention to the word is what we're going to talk about. But I want to get that consciousness to be restored in us. And sometimes you can do something so long, so often, so routine that you do it unconsciously. You don't even think about it anymore. Um, even, even in our driving, we, can, we do this route so much that there are sometimes when I have to go left out of here, I forget that I'll just drive and end up almost at home just because that's just the way my, my <laughs> that's the way I am, that's the way it works. So uh, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 13 through 14, it says, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot, to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And you know, all of that previous part of that in verse 13 is what they had to do in the Old Testament before Christ died and resurrected for our sins. It used to be, have to be an animal had to be sacrificed. In fact, one of the old things that they used to do was spread blood all over a goat, send it out in the wilderness, and when it came back clean, that's when the people thought they were forgiven of sin. That's where you get the statement scapegoat. Uh, it, was, it was a part of their plan and, and what they had to do according to the laws and the commandments of that day to be forgiven of sin, you know. And I, I could just imagine the nervousness of the animals if they lived at a house where somebody was messing up. The animals like, oh, okay, now they're going to white all over us. But Jesus came and gave us an even better deal by dying and then forgiving us, not just act. Act, uh, let's see, active sins, but internal mental purity is what God brought to the, to the place for us. He cleansed our conscience. You know, and if you're conscious, well, you heard that thing, let your conscience be your guide. Uh, there are times where if you're not careful, your conscience can take you out of God's will. Because you can be so conscious of your past, so conscious of your mistakes, that you're not alive to the word of God. So conscious, the, and actually the definition of conscious, the Greek definition of it is, is a persisting notion uh, from a form, uh, uh, prolonged form of co-perceptions of moral composition. So you have a 
called perception, and they, you know, a lot of, you hear people say perception is reality. Uh, and if, and if we're, what are we alive to? What are we, what of our consciousness is, is up to? And, and, and Pastor Rita's right, like what she was just saying. I really, and I'll be even strong, I can't stand when, when people want something and just hint about it. Just tell me. Just tell me. And she, she'll tell you. I'll just get frustrated. Like, okay, don't say it then. I'm not going to do it. Like, it'll go into a almost like childish thing where I won't do it even more now. Just because it's like, why are you acting like you don't know me? Why are you acting like I'm just going to be, like, it makes me feel like I'm abusive some kind of way. But anyway, she, she's right. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you want. Tell God what you're here for. So we have been, we've been empowered by the blood of Jesus through salvation to have our, our persisting notions transformed by the word of God to want what God wants. God, help me to want what you want. Help me to, help me to desire what you desire. Here it is. My, by, the, by the blood of Jesus, my conscience has been clean, has been purified, has been, has been made whole. And, and again, if you don't clean your con- uh, have your consciousness or receive that cleansing, you will operate in areas of fear and doubt and unbelief that will cause more trouble than it will good. It'll cause things to upset you that aren't really actually happening anymore, that you've been delivered from, that you've been set free, that, that God has, 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 has blessed you. And I, I, I like the one thing he says, so God has broken the curse of sin, and now we can go and break the cycle of it. We have a broken curse that now we can break the cycle of it, that it doesn't have to continue going on and on. So, but I truly believe if, if things are allowed to be dwelled in, in our thought life long enough, we will begin to do things unconsciously without thinking. And if, they, if their persistent notion is, is godly, then the things of God will be our, our nature. It'll be second nature. Right? I don't know if you guys have ever done something and, and just, just you weren't even thinking about it. We, we hear about this with people in fast, fat, when they're fasting, you know, they'll get through and that. They'll just, what's automatically is the time that we all eat and what triggers that eating. And before you know it, they're knee deep in some cheese nips or whatever. And they were fasting. They feel all guilty and stuff. And like, okay, but, but it's because what you're conscious of is that's what you're going to do. If we're more conscious of what we can't do, we're going to believe that over what God can do. And we're going to be more in tune to that. And, and I have to have my consciousness restored because if not, I, I'm just going to be more conscious of my failures around me more than the God's blessings that are for me. So a person who is not born again will naturally say the Bible doesn't make sense to them or is impossible because their persisting notion is under the influence of unbelief. A, a person who's unsaved, do, if, 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 something, if you, something negative happens to you and you say, oh, I forgive that person, they'll get mad at you. They do not understand. It doesn't make sense to them to forgive. It doesn't make sense to them that when you have a need that you give. It doesn't, that doesn't resonate with them. That is not. But God has purified our consciousness that before anybody deserves it, God gave it to us. He gave us the Romans 5 eight that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's the persisting notion of God that I need to save my people from death and I need to do it in such a way that it breaks the curse of sin and give them the strength to break the cycle. I am convinced that no matter what the doctor's reports are, I am not to be right caught up in the same deaths that previous relatives of mine have died from. 
I, I'm, I'm, now again, that takes, now, okay, so he's broken the curse. What is the cycle? How did all of those, those folks die? That means I may have to change some habits so that that cycle can end, right? I, I, I knew the drinking habit had to change, or I was going to be in the grave dying of the same cirrhosis of the liver that each and every one of them died from. The curse was broken. The cycle had to be broken and stepped out in front of and, and, and believe. So the influence of unbelief, the influence of what's not gone, what we're conscious to, what, we're, what makes us more than anything else is that's where we have to stop and go, God, am I more relevant to or am I more relative to what you are saying than what's happening around me? First Timothy chapter 4 Verse 1 through 2 says, now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Right? I guess I can see the Spirit of God using his hands as it talks. Expressly. If y'all notice, I don't know if I, I guess I'm watching her because I like Pastor Rita. Or I'm loving, well, you know. Uh, I, I watch all of her little movements up here. You know, it's just like, just like this. So I'm thinking if I tie her hands, she might not be able to say a word. But it says here, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Some will Depart from the faith. Some people who once believed will turn their back on a living God who died and rose from the grave for them. Some people will do that. Right? In, in the latter days. Right now, they, whoever does their studies, they say there are more people pro professing atheism that grew up in church than there are people that are believers. They've turned from the faith. Well, some, in order to turn from it, you have to give yourself over to something else. And, and this isn't popular because, again, we have another group of people that says almost like once you got saved, you've been kidnapped. You couldn't get out if you wanted to. Like, no, you can't leave. It's a free gift. No one, you can't even give it up. Like, God is not kidnapping people. It clearly says they will turn from the faith. And here, anytime there is a believer that starts to lean toward the things that are not in God's word, the enemy uses the opportunity to attack their consciousness. And then once you become so conscious-minded about leaning away from God, you will no longer have any affection to it. Right? We, we call this in marriages, I love them, but I'm not in... Love with them. Love you, God, but that being in your word just isn't my in love. You, you got to have that in love. So verse 1, clearly, the Bible says there are people that will turn away from God because they have made themselves uh, available to false doctrine. And that can be spiritually or worldly doctrine. There's a worldly message that you can get so caught up in that it'll take you away from what God's truth is. And more trusting of that world or more trusting of that spirit or more trusting of that thing that does not, that does not line up with the word of God to where to become a belief and take you away from the faith. Take you away from the word of God. It is, it is good to be sound in the word of God. In order to be sound, you have to read it and you have to hear it and you have to let that be a part of your life in order to grow in it. 
I, I, I will, um, okay, I'll wait. I'll, I'll jump into that later. I'm jumping way ahead of myself. But, but I'm just saying, be careful of the messages that you're believing. Because if they're not of God, your consciousness will become under attack. So, and, and that, that, what we accept is truth. And watch people, we can show them all the evidence in the world and they'll still say, well, I still don't believe that. Right? They can see the evidence. They can get taped. You can get all the mis- and they still won't believe because their conscience has now been turned over to something that is not ungodly. So we have to be careful with that. Uh, we, uh, gosh, if it is not in the word, it is after more than just our opinion. It's after more than just a vote. It's after more than just a siding. It's after more than just your agreement. It's, it's after more than that. The wrong mindset can absolutely paralyze our faith and ultimately cause us to stop praying because the feeling of not believing. Now, it's after more than just our opinion, but once it gets your opinion, once it gets your belief of your opinion, your consciousness, now it's after you not believing in God and believing in the truth. That's why the last days people will turn because their opinion and their, 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 their emotions will be geared toward that thing. That thing, it, it, is, it is a thing, it is a it is thing like as we were singing that nothing is impossible. I, 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 that song is so old, but I love that song. I listen to that song all day, all the time. And as I, as I listen to it, two things happens to me. Number one, I weep because I'm thinking, God, how are you using me? Why would you even use me? And God says, nothing's impossible for me, your world is in my hands. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm just like, oh my goodness, why me? Like, why I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. He said, that's why your world is in my hands. And I, I love that. I love that part of it. And, and then the other part of that is, and then saying that, that, that all the things you're looking at that just are not working, I still got it. I still got it. It, it, it is, man, it, it breaks me every single time. And I love that. I love to be broken for God. I love to have a heart for God. I'd hate to sit in the presence of God and not feel anything. That would concern me for being me, right? It, it is one of those things that we have to move forward in. And, and I'm, I'm saying this because I think we're in a time where people are turning away from God because it doesn't support the narrative of what's popular, Forgiveness is tough. My, my, my twin is teaching me more and more about how we grew up, of what, they, what my family had to shield me from to where he was more mature to handle. Like, I could be there. I, I was there at almost the scene of almost every death. I was there on the scene or every attack. I was like, right, I could see it, but I couldn't, they couldn't trust me with the story behind how things happened. Not until now, I'm 53 years old. Now he's starting to tell me. And he would say, we did not trust your anger. We did not trust your emotions. We could not. Mama would tell me not to tell you because we didn't trust your reaction. And I was like, well, I don't want to talk to you right now. He goes, that's why we couldn't tell you then. You know? And, and so there are times we have to lean because if our emotions will get us, it'll pull us away from there from what God wants to do, and it caused that part of us to grow. So Acts chapter 28, verse 26 through 27, says, saying, go unto this, this people and say, hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross 
and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. Well, there's got to be a, a, a healing. There's got to be a conscious healing. There's have to be a healing of mindset. I, when I married Pastor Rita, or she wasn't Pastor, when I married her, uh, I was a conscious healing. I'm for you, you for me, and we're for one another, and we're going to move forward in that. That was it. That was bottom line. We were healed as one, right? Right? The, 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 he said, the Bible says he made her flesh, and they became one spirit. So we became one. So if it happened to her, it was happening to me. If it happened through me, it happened to me. All of that good stuff. That means she had ex- access to pray and believe God. But we never get dull of hearing one another. Right? Because the minute you get dull of hearing, the minute you get dull of loving, the minute you get dull of understanding, is the minute you're starting to believe something else. So I truly believe that when a believer says, I've heard that and I know it, already is a result of dull hearing and we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God it may be been said again for the next step of the purpose not just for you to have it memorized but to have it personalized we are hearing it again for our hearts to have confirmation and to bring conversion to us and those around us. It's, there's, a, there's a reason. There's a double portion being poured upon you for the understanding of the word so that you can actually speak it in a way to bring conversion. Everyone around that bed that Pastor Rita was telling us about the lady we prayed for, four people, including the lady that was on her deathbed, get, got saved. That's, that's, that's good news. It's good news. It's good news. My, my biological father got saved the same way. Three days in a coma, he only woke up 20 minutes, and at that 20 minutes, somebody had to be there. Faith without works is dead. If my sister wasn't standing there to pray with him and lead him through prayer, he was only up for 20 minutes. He goes back into the coma, and then he never wakes up again. Right? God is calling us to on time for such a time as this. I, 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 I like that. So, so it looks like we are we, we hearing it again for a purpose God wants to use us. So we don't belong to God once. We belong to God twice. Once he created us, the second time he redeemed us. I doubly belong to God, not just for the body I stand in, but for the redemption he stood for me. I'm born, I'm born again. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm, I'm blessed. Now I use this vessel, this temple, to walk by faith, not by sight to believe God I, but my conscience has to be right like if what you think about the longest will become the strongest in your life I would do this thing with, with people all the time right and, and some of y'all may remember it but, but let's just test y'all on your sleeping abilities right let's just test you on these things um, and and I don't even have the right thing up here I'll, I'll, I'll do this for this for the sake so I'll make y'all participate with me whether you want to or not Geneva, are you working from home? You enjoying not driving in traffic? In that praise God, listen to this. So, what color is this? White. Look, don't it feel to be right sometimes? I'm going to let y'all come into my world. This is what right feels like. What color is this? Okay, and y'all are so right that this is, and y'all are correct this is, and some of y'all don't trust me at all, and you can see it on your faces. Just like... Where is he trying to get at? What I'm trying to get is that what you look at the longest will become the strongest in your life. So what color? And not answering doesn't make you right. 
Some of y'all, I'm just not going to answer. I'm just, okay, all that means is that no one can trust you to talk to you, okay? I'm just going to call you out. What color is this? And y'all are right, this is. Y'all are correct, this is. I am. There you go. Keep it, keep it right. Some of y'all went, whoa, 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 right? Right, and so, but what color? Y'all are right, this is. What do cows drink? Don't come up to me and say, baby cows, I will flip out on you. Right? So, so again, y'all were saying, white, 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 what do cows drink? Milk. Even those of you who were straining not to get caught still said that. Just loud. You ever just been boldly wrong? What do cows drink? Milk. What you look at the longest will become the strongest in your life. If you're not looking at the word of God, it can't be strong in you. Right? It's what you're looking at. And we got, we got a whole society that claimed Jesus on one end, but look at the wrong thing on the other end and talk more about what's wrong than they do what's in the word. Right? So we got it, right? What color is this? Y'all are right. This is what do cows produce? There you go. <laughs> Some of y'all just don't trust. Right? So I said this similar area. A lot of people memorize John 3, 16. But personalize it was when we received Jesus in our heart. Anybody can hold a sign, but can you be a sign? So I need for someone to walk by and go, oh man, that's the way to Christ. That's it. That's how it looks. That's, a, that's the game sign right there on that person. So I'm going to bring us to this because then, you know, we got to have an attitude of what we pray. What do your children get emotional on? What do your children get all caught up in? <laughs> uh, those of us who've raised our teenagers and, and uh, thank God for Pastor Rita for our kids because they kept information from me who she was never told, but she knew there's some things I can't handle as the father until after it was over. But raising those teenagers and raising those wonderful children who come back emotionally charged, not anybody in here. Y'all just act like it's no one in here and anyone you've had to deal with that has been dating and they're so emotionally charged that this is the love of their life. This is the ending. And then there's a breakup. But their emotions are so caught up, it takes them a long time to get through it. Man, forget teenagers, adults, everybody, right? We could be something for so long, we're so emotionally charged into it. Well, listen to this. We're, we're going to, uh, in, in, in Ezekiel, uh, and, and this one's not quite up there yet. I'm just going to give you the first part of this uh, that, that I didn't even put up there. In Ezekiel 8.3, it says, the, the, spirit, the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven, and in visions of God took me to Jerusalem to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. There was an idol in that time that provokes jealousy. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I once heard one time, there's an idol that provokes jealousy. I once heard a pastor say one time, there's an idol that provokes jealousy. That when the, in, we call it insecurity, but we got to find out where are we getting that from? I heard a guy say three times in a row, there's an idol <laughs> That provokes jealousy. 
I once heard that. I once heard that. It's just amazing. In, in Ezekiel, and it moves on in verse 13 and 15 of, of chapter 8, it says, He said unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there, was, there sat women weeping for Tammuz, which was the god of fertility. This was their god. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. Now, I want y'all to go back to verse 14, right? Uh, then he brought me to the door of the gate of the... This is happening in churches. That's been worshipped. Not Christ. Something else. I remember Pastor Reed and I were told when we were youth pastors, we give too many scriptures. Not by the kids in the youth group, an adult who was standing by the door listening. Pastor Rita's response, well, you know, we're just giving the word of God. My response is, why ain't you in the big church? See, we had Christian and then we had ghetto. We balanced out. And, and, and she said, well, you know, we want the kids to learn. They're younger and, you know, the lady. I said, no, you shouldn't even been at the door. Why you want? I had a lot to work out. Let me just put it that way. So these women were weeping over this idol. And what we idolize is revealed in our emotions, which is a picture of our persisting thought. You're <laughs> what you worship is revealed in what you're emotional about. Okay, I'll keep going because I'm going to anyway, right? Believers that have become consciously dull toward the word of God, consciously dull, God, uh, you can find their belief through their emotions. What are their emotional about? Because again, when, I, when my emotions take off, have you ever heard this? I may say anything. When my anger is there, I don't care if I know the Bible or don't know the Bible, I'm going to do what I do. And you find out where their belief really is. You find out what's being worshipped. You find out what's being meditated on day and night. So, so we have to consciously come back to God and, and have our mentality trained. So I trace the tears, trace the trail of tears, fears, and celebration. It will bring us face to face to what is being worshipped. Get it? What gets us this way? So here's some questions. What makes you mad, sad, or glad? What ruins your day or makes your day? What triggers your strongest emotional reaction? What are those things? We remember this in, in our youth group. We remember this in our youth group where, where kids would come to youth group and they'd get saved. And we would say, bring all your secular music and we're going to put it in a trash can and we're going to destroy it. Right? It's a lot of, there was a lot of uh, uh, just stuff that was out there. There was a lot of uh, suicidal messages in a lot of the music back then. Right? See, this is how deep it was. When we would start to, when we'd give them a bat, and some of them couldn't even do it. Like, couldn't do it. We'd start breaking, and they would be screaming and crying. And, and I ask, I go, was it because you paid for them? They go, I don't know why I'm acting like this. 
It was almost like a breaking of like, 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 oh my gosh. But, but when, when we went and re, when saw the, the uh, lyrics to the songs, because some of them you couldn't even understand them. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Megadeth music. And like you never, you couldn't understand a word that they were saying. But there was a message being put underneath. And then we, we later found out that there were suicide notes written by these students who were planning to kill themselves and just hadn't gotten to don't do it yet. And we began to break, and then we obviously got rid of the notes, but we began to break that. They began to weep and cry because this had, become, this had been their worship. It had become their idol. It had become something that they were more uh, attracted to, and then God shows up and shows his redemptive power. Showed up in, in, in the blood of Jesus, the consciousness of who they are and what they were began to change right then and there. We did not have the luxury of, uh, because of the background of our kids came from, the abuses that our kids came from, we did not have the luxury to tell them a little abuse is okay. We had to be straight up, straightforward, come to Christ. Come to Christ. Do not, you don't, not back and forth. Come on over. Get your consciousness pure. You can't follow something else. Now, today, we've got so many things that, that we have to be careful of because our kids and, and even adults are getting caught up in more movements than they are the word. And they're more conscious toward it. So even if the Bible shows it, here's what needs to happen. The consciousness has been seared, but, but, but we're praying for that conscious to be restored. If our deepest feelings are reserved for something other than Almighty God, then that something other is an emotional idol. This sounds just like last night. So I got all excited about last night to the point Justice just was like, why are you screaming? Because he normally starts it and then walks off and goes, does something else, but he ran, he ran back in here. Because it is, what is my, what, am I emotional about there being lost people? Am I emotional that people may die and go to hell? Am I emotional that I'm not out there reaching? What is my deepest emotion? What is my deepest desire is for the will of God? And not, not that the world is falling apart, but for that person, do they know Christ? What can I tell them about Jesus? What is my deepest emotion? You might think it's the 50% off apples that I run and get when HEB opens at 6 a.m. It's not. I want to see people saved and going to heaven. No God can worship God for you like you can worship God for yourself. That, that is that worship, that attitude of worship is within you, it's upon you, so we, we can be able to bring that back to God. We can be able to give him all that he has. So our question is, does your heart break for the things that break the heart of God? Man, God, that, that breaks my heart to see people lost, hurting. It breaks my heart to see moms and dads struggling. It breaks my heart that maybe someone in church is hurting, feeling lonely, uh, and, and God, help me to understand. Help me to uh, be mindful to reach out. Ephesians 4, 23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Get your mind right. Uh, and, and, and the heart follows 
as our mind begins to grow. What is our priorities, right? So again, we can tell by somebody's priorities if we look at their calendar and their checkbook. <laughs> that may reveal what's most important. But God says, here, I need your consciousness restored to reach a lost and dying world. I need your consciousness to be blessed and beneficial to hearing what God has to say. And God, can you renew my mind? Uh, uh, and and I, I'm not going to ask you guys this because y'all don't ever answer correctly, but I'm going to tell you those flashbacks that you have. <laughs> you can pray for God to deliver you from them. Now, if, if I'm not careful now, and I'm, I'm preaching with you, not at you, uh, this past Friday morning, as I was jogging in the dark, um, I'm mindful of the cracks in the sideway sidewalk. But if my mind gets so caught up that I don't pick my feet up, I will stumble and fall. There is a scar from, this morning, from that morning where I rolled right, hit the, tripped, rolled right into the bushes. I just wasn't thinking anymore. I, wasn't, I, I couldn't even feel like, you know, have you ever been jogging so long? Well, Corrin probably know because he's run a marathon where you just got to get into that place where you're not even thinking about your body's just in routine. It's rotating. But I didn't pick my feet up, and I hit that thing, and I roll right into these people's bushes. But it's dark outside. No one can see. And I popped up right away. Right? And, 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 and immediately the Spirit of God says, you need to be mindful of where you are because you let your mind get caught up. Now, I would love to tell you I was thinking about the Bible. Nope. I was thinking about how many apples I'm missing by running this much extra when the sale is at the store, if I should have went to the store first. And I can say that because there are times that we do things without thinking. We say things without thinking. We literally do it without saying without thinking in our mind. And then you have to bring your mind back together to focus that, God, you've restored me from this. You've purged me from a scattered mind. You've purged me from being afraid and fearful and doubtful. You've purged me from this. And I'm going to break the cycle. Amen? All right, I want you guys to bow your heads. We're going to pray over your consciousness. And pastor, I think they had, a, they had something left over out there, so you can go for it. Father, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, we pray for each and every person here that may be even struggling with the consciousness of, do you know what I did? Do you know my past? Do you know my history? And obviously you do, Lord, and you said that we were saved, we're delivered, you set us free. Do you know me, God? Do you know what I'm like? Even after I know better, God, I still struggle. Father, I pray for conscious restoration. I pray for all of us, Lord God, not to get caught up in somebody else's fight, not to get caught up in something else, but to be constantly caught up, have our affections, Colossians 3, through 3, 2, set on the word of God. And Father, I set my affections on you right now that my conscience may know you. That when things come up and try to scare me, when things come up and try to doubt me and put me down, my consciousness will be restored that I've been redeemed to trust God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. I've been redeemed by such a word that died for me first. That Lord God, get me out of this mentality of what's fair and what's not fair.
get me out of this mentality because if we did fair, I would be deserving of going to hell, but you died for me. If I got fair, I should have died and not you. If I got fair, I should be still unrighteous and not have your righteousness, but you said I'm living beyond fair. And I thank you, Jesus, I'm here, I'm here. I thank you, Lord God, that I'm not just here in body, I'm here in mind, I'm here in spirit, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, taking me from this thought life these people all around me don't even know what the struggle is in my mind. They don't even know how many things are being said to me when nobody is even talking. But I believe in the name of Jesus that my consciousness is being restored, is being cleared, is being set free. That I'll hear <laughs> that I'm your God and you're my people. I will hear it, Lord God. I'll hear it like, like plain sight. I will hear that my child will come and know God. That I train them up in the way that they should go and never, never depart from it. I will hear that my loved ones will know you, Lord God. That I will hear, Lord God, the exact words to say. I will hear, Lord God, about my own body, about my own mind. I will hear, Lord God, what you are saying. And I believe, Lord, for restoration, Lord God, I've gotten dull. I got, I got not sharp. Lord, I know the latter days that there are some that's just going to fall away from the faith they're just going to turn but lord god i pray i pray in the name of jesus that i can speak such a word such a timely matter not to go and get lost with them not to go and fail with them but to come to you and say here's god and here's what he's done lord we bless you we thank you this morning for every mind that is here in the sound of my voice and it's just being, being revived right now. Just the newness. Newness, the trusting. The old jealous God. The old jealous idol <laughs> being removed. What I weep and cry over will be the will of God. You'll get my strongest emotion, Lord. I submit it to you. Father, we thank you. We praise you for us being able to be here and just be refreshed in you. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.